Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Good morning. Lovely to be with you today. And today I have this privilege of talking about Ruth and the power of her ordinary life in staying where she is. So I wonder, do you ever feel like your life is a bit boring? Like everyone else goes off and has adventures while you're stuck at home? Or perhaps that exciting things seem to happen to everybody else and not you? Staying where we are is not really much of an encouraging or appealing uh, prospect, is it? Especially if we're experiencing a, a struggle in life or a difficult season. And yet today that is the message we're considering. It's part of God's direction for us that sometimes he requires us to stay where we are. And there is something profound about that that we need to unpack and explore and reflect on today. God's power at work in seemingly ordinary, boring or even difficult parts of our lives. And we really don't want to miss the significance of his purpose in those times and moments. And so that's what we're reflecting on today as we look at this brief passage from Ruth chapter 2. Naomi and Ruth are stuck in a difficult place and yet it is in this restricted ordinariness of their lives in which God's power is working. So Ruth is right where she doesn't want to be. She is a refugee in a foreign land She was married to a son of Benjamin, and therefore, if she had returned to Bethlehem with her husband, she would have been entitled to live and to work with him, farming his portion of land, raising children and caring for mother-in-law. But instead, she finds herself a widow, returning to a land that is not her own, and the people who are not actually her own. She is a widow who is childless, and therefore she is landless, and without any means of earning money for herself. She instead is forced into this situation of relying on the kindness of others, and especially as a foreigner, others who are not obliged to help her. We even find Naomi, who began this journey, struggling to stay positive as she arrives home in her hometown, having lost everything. This is a place that neither Naomi nor Ruth wanted to be. It's a difficult place for them to be. Why would they want to stay here? Why would God be calling them to stay here? And yet, as we see, and as John spoke to us last week about, Ruth just humbly gets on with the things that she can. At Naomi's instruction, she's gone out into the fields to do gleaning, this cultural accepted form of begging in effect. She has worked hard, physically tiring and emotionally draining work. She has done this we don't know for how long or in how many other fields. Wouldn't it be easy for her as we would experience for ourselves to say, why am I here? Why would I stay in this bad place? It would be easy for her, and is often easy for us, to think that God has forgotten us. That we are exactly where we don't want to be. 
For us as human beings, most of us have an idea of what we would like our lives to look like. Some of us even have a clear sense of how we think God will work in our lives and what he will lead us to do and to be. Perhaps you have a very clear sense of what job we want um, to do and to enjoy. Perhaps we have a very clear sense of getting married, having children, owning our own homes, having good health, enjoyable hobbies and holidays and other things. But when we experience life as Ruth and Naomi have done, when those things are either taken away from us or we don't ever have them, then we can find ourselves in that space of disappointment with God as well as with our lives. We can find ourselves right where we don't want to be. Now, there are two ways that we can respond to this. One option is to rush to get out of that situation. Maybe we focus on whatever it is that we think we can do to get ourselves out of it. How we can solve the problems, how we can get where we want to be. We try and do everything in our power to get out of that bad place. Option two is to stay where we are and to wait on God. And this is what Ruth does. She spends time listening to the advice of Naomi, who in this story sees something that Ruth can't even see yet. And so as we think about it, as we reflect on this story, we might also find that God is calling us to that option too, to stay where we are, to wait on him, to listen to the wise people he has stationed around us. And that in the waiting, in the staying and remaining in the ordinary and perhaps sometimes difficult places in our lives, that somehow there God will meet with us, deliver his peace, and show us a purpose that is more than we could have imagined or envisaged for ourselves. And even in the midst of our difficulties or disappointments, meeting with God brings healing and wholeness that we might not otherwise have received if we'd pushed through on our own agenda. So what is it that we do when we stay where we are? We pray and we listen to what God might be saying in order that we recognize God's hand and God's direction. And that is what we find here in this passage from Ruth 2. Even though it's a difficult situation, it does not escape Ruth's notice that the fields she has been gleaning in belong to a generous and godly man. Boaz has been kind. He's gone above and beyond even what was generally required in terms of caring for others um, within the tribe that he belonged to. Ruth is aware that this is God's blessing and God's provision. And so she goes home to Naomi with an apron full of grain and a full belly because she's eaten at Boaz's table. But it's Naomi, the older, wiser and more experienced relative, who can see beyond even this day's blessing. She sees something of God's weaving work that God has a plan and a purpose. And Naomi brings then that hope together. Boaz is one of their close relatives, one of a few 
who might act as a kinsman redeemer. A sacrificial but honourable choice. Naomi might not have expected many of her other relatives to do that. Otherwise, when they arrived back in Bethlehem, she would have gone and sought one out. But she knows that that is something that would be costly for one of her relatives to do. And so it is in the actions of Boaz as Ruth has faithfully stayed where she was, stayed in that place of essentially becoming a beggar and simply going into the fields and relying on other people's kindness, that Boaz has demonstrated his honourable and sacrificial values and godly ethics. And it is in this staying where she was, in staying in a difficult place, that Ruth's actions mean that Naomi can recognise God's hand, bringing them both hope and direction in a new way. Sometimes when we face difficulties in our lives, we want to rush out of that place. We don't take the time to prayerfully listen and see if God is doing something in us through that challenging season. In my life, I've recognised that there have been times when I have learned profound things from God through being in a difficult place, that his transforming work has been um, powerfully able to do things in me that I have been changed um, by uh, the difficulties. A few years ago, um, I was in a, a difficult work situation. I'd finished my curacy, uh, and I really had a very clear sense for myself about what I thought the best job for me was. Uh, and I wanted, having been a teacher before and worked with young people, I really wanted to be a school chaplain, and I, I had this idea that that would be the best job, the most fulfilling job for me. And so I wasn't really looking for anything else. I was just looking for school chaplaincy roles. But when I got into this role, um, it turned out to be a bit of a disaster and I found myself deeply unhappy in it. I was right where I didn't want to be. And I was finding it really hard. But instead of rushing out of it, or doing more in my human capacity to try and solve all of the difficulties, I decided to pray and to wait on God and ask him to show me what he was doing in me through this difficult time. And as I prayed, God sorted out some of the stuff that was about my issues, my character. And then also he made it clear that it was okay for me to start looking for another job. I found myself in a deeper surrender than I'd ever experienced before, where I was willing to say to God, okay, Lord, when I try and dictate what I do and where I go and what job it is that I look after or I seek after, um, then sometimes that, that leads me not to a good place. So I'm going to trust you and surrender myself to you and let you tell me what job it is that you want for me. And so I found myself being interviewed here in Reading for the job at New Hope and Greyfriars. And I absolutely knew that this was the place that God was calling me to. I interviewed in the March but I desperately knew, I also knew, that God really wanted me to stay the course in the difficult job um, and be a school chaplain right the way through to the end of the school year. And so very graciously, New Hope and Greyfriars agreed to let me do a five-month notice period rather than three months. And I finished up that year as a chaplain. Those five months were really important. 
that extra time allowed me to do more healing and more wholeness. And it meant that I left that role in a much better place than I would have done if I'd left earlier. You see, God's hand was at work in my life through the difficult times to change me and to strengthen my faith and to strengthen my trust in God's goodness for the way ahead. And he used that time to shape my character and to mould me into the person he wanted me to be in order that he would bring me on to his good place. And so sometimes we need to resist that temptation to run away from difficulties or to push ourselves into a different place. We need to take time and listen and just wait on God and see, look for how he is working to do something important to get us to a different place in ourselves or in our life. Now, it's also important for me to say that we should not always stay in a bad place. There are definitely some exceptions to this encouragement. If you are in a relationship or a work situation which is damaging or abusive, then please contact someone who can help you and help to find freedom to get you out of that because God is not asking us to stay in a place which is damaging. What he is doing is saying, wait on me and let me lead you through the difficulties. Ruth had many opportunities to turn away from Naomi. No one would have criticised her or blamed her for choosing to return to Moab or to find a new husband from her own people. That would have been easier for her, much easier. And probably it was what people expected she would do. But Ruth chose to stay the course, to stay in her ordinary life with all of its difficulties and challenges. She stayed with Naomi in the Jewish town of Bethlehem. And she remained faithful to her loving promise to her mother-in-law. And she quietly sought after the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. And she found in that waiting God's faithfulness to her, which was far-reaching, beyond even her own lifetime, and reaching into eternity. And although our ordinary lives might not look full of God's blessing or remarkably significant for God's kingdom. We take comfort and encouragement from Ruth's story that our ordinariness, even our difficult times and places, can be used by God for his eternal purpose. And so this week, as you reflect on this passage of scripture and allow God to speak to you, Ask him what he is saying about your ordinary life. Whether it's staying in a job that is ordinary for you, or your home life and its very regular rhythms, or perhaps the feeling that other people are more useful to God than you are. They might go on overseas missions or go into ministry roles. Let me encourage you not to despise your ordinariness, because God works powerfully through ordinary people in their ordinary lives simply staying where they are waiting on him and if you're in a place that you'd rather not be if you're trying everything you can to get out of that place 
but God seems to be allowing you to stay there. Perhaps this is the encouragement for you to try and change the questions you're asking him. Allowing him to speak differently into the situation. Maybe prayerfully asking him how he wants to shape and mould you and your character and your life. So that you come out of that situation transformed by it. And perhaps for all of us, we need this encouragement to listen for those wise and discerning people that God has put in our lives. Those who will pray for us and listen for us and that they might see things that God is doing that we can't see because we're in the middle of the difficulty. Maybe if you don't have those people in your life, this is the encouragement for you to seek out those people who will stand beside you and hold you up before God and listen to him and speak his truth, recognise his hand at work in those situations. Or maybe as you're thinking and reflecting on this story, you realise that you are Naomi, Um, not literally, but you are the person who might be the wise, prayerful um, and person able to recognise God's hand for others. Who is it that God is laying on your heart to offer that loving, supportive friendship towards. And so for all of us, as we reflect on this this week, let's be thankful for our ordinary lives. Let's accept that sometimes our ordinariness and staying in that orderiness is the most powerful way we can allow God to work in us and through us. So whatever this story means for you this week, may you find strength to stay where you are. May you find the courage to allow God to show you his purposes and his plans and lead you through the ordinary or the difficult into his goodness and his eternal purpose. Amen.